0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Take After The Take. I'm here with my main man and co-host, Michael Friends. What's up, brother?
1: What's going on? How you doing, man? How was
0: yeah. the weekend? It was great, man. It was, uh, it was a little bit uh, of cleaning, organizing, um, hanging out a with A lot, the lot of man
2: shit. A lot
0: I saw that uh, on the IG story. <laughs> a lot of cleaning yeah. going on. A lot of... Well, it was kind of crazy because um, we kind of like chilled out this weekend and then we we were like, okay, we got to get stuff together in the house. So we're going to go ahead and start doing our 15 minutes of cleaning, which <laughs> I recommend everyone do that because you can get a lot of stuff done in 15 minutes. Yeah, you can. And I have to introduce uh, once again our Um, lovely moderator Amanda Keller Woods hello and I know how her weekend was because she was with me it was the same (laughs) all right brother we're gonna go ahead and uh and hop into it so
2: all right so first question can Arizona dethrone the Buccaneers
0: and and since my main man lives in Arizona I'm gonna let him take this one first
1: so this is going to be really, really interesting. Um, as we know, they landed J.J. Watt, and then just on Friday uh, was no, no, no. It was just right after the other day um, we got finished with our our last episode, and they announced that they signed A.J. Green. Yeah. So yes, you added a big piece to your defense, and J.J. Watt, depending on how healthy he can be, for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you put another primary weapon like. I'm not going to say that the wide receiver core here is bad, but when you've got one person like uh, DeAndre Hopkins oh, yeah, and then two up and coming average guys, so to say, like, it's great to have, I'd rather take AJ green over those two. Right. Right. So you've got star power. He's also got to stay healthy, but they lost Patrick Peterson. So they took a hit. They've taken a couple hits on the defense recently. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. They also lost Hassan Reddick. Son Reddick had a great season last year. Um, so when you take the intricate pieces of your defense away um, and hopefully in fact it's funny. Remember what I said in, in conversation. People come to Arizona for their careers to die. <laughs> which, which what happened. Look what happened. So right, you know, right, right. JJ and AJ on the way out. But we'll see. Hopefully they can have at least a, one, two good seasons. But I think the defense took a big hit.
0: Um... Okay, so whether or not they can dethrone the Buccaneers, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I mean, they're not going to dethrone the Buccaneers. They did. That was a big move, but I will say that um, I, I think because they had a little connection in college, uh, Christian Kirk um, became Kyler Mary's like, number one receiver towards the end of the year. So I think you're going to probably see him do a lot more slot stuff a lot more inside the, the hash type uh, situation. And then you have Hop, who is just a threat all over the field. He can go in between the hashes, outside the hashes, down the field. He can do it all. He can do screen passes, all that. Now you're adding A.J. Green. Now, the question is, are the Arizona Cardinals getting the A.J. Green of old, right? He was injured. And it was kind of crazy because we were just talking about Joe Barrow. So... <laughs> Um, I don't know who he's gonna throw the ball to now. I have no idea. Maybe they have a plan. This is like last year's, uh, last year's draft. I think it's not as receiver heavy. It's more offensive line and, and uh, defensive line heavy. But I think that they will get. There are a few good receivers that are coming out of college this year that I think that they um that the Cincinnati Bengals can go with. But just getting back to Will they dethrone the Buccaneers? I mean, look, you got a defense that I don't think lost anybody in the Buccaneers. I don't think they lost anybody. Shat Barrett, he re-signed it. He said it's his defense. Yeah. So you still got Antoine Winfield, who is anchoring that, that, that safety position back there. And then, last but not least, you got the GOAT. I mean, you got the GOAT with all of his weapons. And who knows? who they're going to add. I mean, they still can add. From what I'm seeing, Tampa Bay has money to spend. So, I don't look, I will say this though. Will the Cardinals be competitive? Absolutely. I think they have the I mean, they went 8 and 8. I think they finished 10 and 6 or 11 5 this year just based off of the moves that they actually made.
1: They could. And, and just to kick it back to our very, very first episode, we talked about Kyler Murray for a minute and I told you, I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray.
0: All right.
1: You know, I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray to be that person. That's like an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady types, you know, type quarterback, but if he can come in and he can play what he needs to play now that he's got weaponry on his side, more weaponry, mm-hmm. he can lead, he can, he can kind of leave the defense into a, a combination of Chandler Jones and JJ Watt. That is ridiculous. Yes. Right. So that could make the defense better behind them, um, but the no fly zone is officially gone. Which was Tyron Matthew, Patrick yeah. Peters, Tony Jefferson, all those guys. It's officially gone. BA's guys are gone. Um, it's funny we're talking about competing with the Bucks because it's Bruce Arians' team, right? Right. So the pressure that they could put on to Tom Brady with that line could be amazing. I personally would consider actually throwing Christian Kirk at the number two and using AJ Green in the slot.
0: Now it gets hurt too much. I don't. I wouldn't stick him in the slot even though i know he can play in between the hazards i just think right now at this point in his career i don't see him it would have probably made sense probably like 3 to 5 years ago before he got injured but i don't mm-hmm. see him going across and you might be right he they may use him as an inside guy but generally they always tend to use a shorter receiver smaller receivers to work that what I'm saying like maybe like how Kansas City does
1: Tyreek Hill he does a lot of out routes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go up and in, go out. If AJ AJ Green has got the length for that, he, you know, Kyler Murray doesn't have to be 100% accurate for his right. arm. Right. Habit. Christian Kirk's down the field, you know. By that time, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think this is dynamic. I mean, and, they,
0: and they still got Keyshawn Johnson. They got a few. They got, like you said, up and coming receivers. They, you know, and I, but I think I, I think those two young guys, um, they impressed enough to make some noises. Make some noise um, in the with the Cardinals offense. Um, I, I do think Christian, I think he's going to have a good year this year, though, because just because him and Kyler Mary are working hard and building that rapport like he he's doing with uh, D-Hop as well. So but AJ Green coming in, like you said, gives them another weapon um, to hopefully solidify that offense. And hopefully uh, they have a good, they keep that offensive line because it looked like it did pretty well for what Kyler Mary Um, had to get accomplished accomplished and done so
1: well we'll see the draft they can draft an o-line a couple o-line guys that kind of frees up that direction Mm -hmm. to say we're going o-line we've got other things that we've covered i do think they win the nfc west um i put them above seattle i put them above the rams um and san francisco so it'd be interesting to see where they land within the overall playoff scheme and when they do have to play the tampa bay Buccaneers.
0: well that's another topic I don't think they're going to win NFC West. But all we'll, right, next topic. We'll talk about that <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs>
2: um, so it looks like a lot of not a lot of people. A few people got hurt recently. Oh, uh, so LeBron James got injured and is out for three to four weeks. Are the Lakers still the front runners? And who's under the most pressure to capitalize from his industry or from his injury?
0: From his injury. Um. Okay. So are the Lakers the front runners? Um. I'm I'm going to put it like this. We're both Laker fans. Well, you're more of a LeBron James fan. I'm a Laker fan. So, um you're you're like Rihanna, like where he at fan. <laughs> I just saw that. I just saw, I saw that.
1: that today. Why did I why did I think that that was going to that was for you? That, that's
0: that's, what, what that, that's that's what Michael is. He's a where <laughs> you at? where where's LeBron James? LeBron LeBron could go to the Washington Wizards, who right now is – is oh, well, Houston. No, no, no. Who's the worst team? Washington, I, I think, is the worst team right now. Yeah, he can go there, and then you will still – Michael will
2: have the hat the next week. Michael will have the <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: But that's um, only
1: because my Pistons are trash. my The management of my team is trash. I don't have a team to go on right now, so I might as well find the GOAT.
0: Well, that would be another topic we talk about on Wednesday too, because I have a problem with all these teams doing rebuilding every single three to four years. Like you got to develop somebody, but answer my question. Yes. I'm getting there. So now <laughs> are the Lakers, the front runner, I will have to say no. If LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I am a Laker fan, hardcore Laker fan, ladies and gentlemen. And, um, I will say this, that I think it's going to be the Nets, um, but who I feel like should capitalize off their injury in the West, it's going to be two teams. I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns. I already knew that. And the L.A. Clippers. Those are the two teams. And, And more pressure, I feel like, is on the L.A. Clippers because Kawhi Leonard came into L.A. last year, I mean, he had these crazy commercials that were coming up, talking about how he owns L.A. Like, L.A. is his town. And then last year they lost in, what, the second round of the playoffs? Then you have the up-and-coming Phoenix Suns, who just added Chris Paul, who, wherever he goes, elevates his team to a higher standard. This is the thing, though. This is probably, besides his New Orleans team that he had, And uh, the Oklahoma team that went there, he went there for a little while before he just came there uh, previously. Mm -hmm. I feel like when he had David West and those guys back in the days, I feel like this probably is the most talented team that Chris Paul, even more so than that Clippers team that had Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and those guys. I feel like this team right here that he's with, they can make a serious run in the playoffs, especially with those two injuries. Now, If LeBron James and Anthony Davis come back during the playoffs, hell no. Hell no. The Lakers are representing the West. But who should capitalize the most from this injury? I feel like are the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers.
1: Well, it seems like we talk about LeBron James every episode now. There's always something (laughs) going on. Either he's buying a baseball team or now he's injured, right? Right. Um I'm, I'm still there. are they're still my front runner for the championship. Oh, not just the West, but the championship. And I'll tell you why, because when AD, AD is scheduled to come back, LeBron's out three to four weeks. Yeah. We know that this is like coast time for LeBron anyway.
0: Right. right? Absolutely. Was- now,
1: the only thing that he's going to probably lose out on is going to be the MVP. He was, for me, the front runner of the MVP the whole season, but he may lose it out now to, I don't even know if it's going to even be Joel Embiid. I'd still give it to Jokic over anybody <clears throat> if it's not going to be LeBron. So they're still my favorite. I'm not 100% on the Nets yet. They've shown a lot of growth in the span of three, four weeks. Um, a, lot of, a lot of things to me that the ball can be distributed. It doesn't have to be in Kyrie's hands all the time or James Harden's hands. Um, they've got that kind of worked out, but here's what I'm going to tell you. I think that's still the front runner. They're going to probably give up on the Mark Gasol uh, project. And what they're talking about is before the trade deadline, they're going to end up getting not only DeMarcus Cousins, but they're also going to get Andre Drummond.
0: Oh, that would be impressive.
1: Yeah. Okay. So when you can throw a when you can throw somebody in there, like Andre Drummond, who's good for, I mean, realistically, 15 to 20 rebounds a game, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, double, double you know, machine, absolutely. He
1: blocks a game, three, four blocks a game. He's a hes a monster in the paint when he has that motivation. Yeah. You bring him onto the team, let him learn the dynamic over the next three to four weeks. As these two are out, bring them back. It's a whole different team. Now yeah. we've got somewhere where you throw, you can throw Anthony Davis out towards the wing, get Kevin Durant. Take, take on Kevin Durant, right? You've got Drummond down low. LeBron can handle James Harden, you know, and then you've got, I mean, still he, gotta worry about he feels
0: like playing defense.
1: <laughs> hey, he was playing really good defense this year.
0: No, he, he is. He's playing really yeah. good defense. Yeah, I so, just, I'll be curious to see, like, I, I feel like with the type of offense they have, I feel like DeMarcus Cousins does fit in way better, a little bit better than Andre Drummond does. But we saw in the playoffs last year, this is what I will say, Andre Drummond, in my opinion, is a upgrade from Dwight Howard. So if they get Andre Drummond, because Andre Drummond can shoot threes, Andre Drummond can shoot.
1: No, 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 no. He's horrible. He's horrible.
0: He can shoot threes. I didn't say he was making them at a 40% clip, but he can shoot threes. <laughs> <Baby 20. laughs> You're just saying that because he was on your team and he didn't get to shoot that much. Yeah, he okay. didn't do anything. But let's go back when he first got Blake Griffin. Blake, When Blake Griffin first came to the Pistons, Andre yeah. Drummond was shooting 37% from the three-point line. Now, yeah. he stopped shooting those threes and he wasn't making them as many, but this is what I will say. I'm just saying, overall, Dwight Howard from the Dwight Howard situation – you have a big that can actually shoot. I, I even think last year they should have brought DeMarcus Cousins back in the playoffs because uh, they thought about it for a little bit. They should have brought him back. But I think um, I didn't even think about that. I, I feel like if they brought back DeMarcus Cousins, I'm not saying that he's going to be the guy, but the way Kuz is playing right now, the way Dennis Schroeder clearly plays, and I Dennis Schroeder can pick up a team. No matter where he goes, he can pick up a team. So I'm I'm gonna say yes, they will compete um in the West. I think they will win the West with those additions, but I don't feel like if LeBron and AD aren't there, I don't think they're gonna beat the Nets. I just don't see it happening, getting past the Nets. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it, it'll be interesting um, only because you're going to have at that point a factor or two factors that you haven't ha, ha, uh, had all season. So <clears throat> how does that adjustment process come along? Right. Because you don't have a period of adjustment or a learning curve to work with each no. other, no. but that's where LeBron and AD and their basketball IQ comes into play where you could throw Le- probably LeBron on any team right. and immediately become uh, competitive, right?
0: Yes. 100%. So
1: is it the right players that are in that position to be able to adapt as quickly as possible? Absolutely. It's just a matter of, will they be back in time? Right. I don't think they missed the playoffs at all. I think they're going to be there ready for game one. Both. of
0: them. Mm. I just think that with, with AD's calf injury, you're looking at a Kevin Durant situation that happened. He had the same injury came back mm-hmm. in the playoffs toward. So I'm, this is me, man. If I'm the Lakers, Unless AD is actually running and there is no no thought of it, I'm keeping them out for the rest of this year. It's a serious calf strain injury, can turn to a bad Achilles injury, and then that'll keep him out a whole nother year. I just don't feel like LeBron, the type of run, I think they got to think long-term. And I feel like you brought up a good point. Now that they bring, bring in, if they bring in DeMarcus Cousins, I feel like, They don't. if they bring in both of those guys, I I don't feel like AD needs to come back at all this year. No, he doesn't. And if they bring in both of those guys and Bron does come back in three to four weeks and he's healthy and and good, which is I think most people don't realize this, even if it's not really that bad of a high ankle sprain, the the rest of the league need to be on notice because a rested LeBron James is a dangerous LeBron James. So I feel like, I'm just going to just go ahead and say it as well. If LeBron comes back healthy and they add those two guys, don't bring AD back because I feel like with that particular team, they still can win the championship, 110%.
1: Yeah. Question for you, though. Do you think that the play that LeBron got hurt on was a dirty play or not?
0: Well, that that's actually coming up, but we can go ahead and answer that question. Um, no, I don't. I feel like Solomon – I feel like he was going for the ball. I actually feel like he was going for the ball. Now, this is the deal. Uh, Everybody has this theory of, man, if it's it's a star player, like such as LeBron James, who's the face of the NBA right now, and the point of that game and point in time of that game, I don't think that play should have happened. And I think that's what the Laker players are thinking about as well. Like, I, I don't feel like it wasn't a grudge, Matt. It wasn't like 10 seconds on the clock and they both had to dive for the ball because Solomon doesn't normally do shit like that. So, you know, he, you, you, I mean, let's go to some tape. He, I have never seen him dive on the ball dive on the, on the, on the court for anything. So for me, not, not that I recall, there may be some, some tape out there, but I just kind of feel like if you're looking at where the point of the game was maybe no, uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, he could have said, man, this is not the best decision, but I, I don't think it was a dirty play. I think he was going for the ball. How about you? So I think,
1: I, I think he was going for the ball as well, but I'm 50 50 on it because after watching the slow-mo that's zoomed in multiple times, right. He goes for the ball. He leans to his left at the same time when it's out of his reach. But like, he, so but, but, he keeps his,
0: but he keeps his, His hand and his eye on the ball, right, right to the left intentionally. I'm looking to the left. He's actually looking at the ball, so I don't think that he was going into his ankle like that.
1: That physically, his left shoulder was, but visually, it was on the ball. But you don't have to be looking. There's always peripheral. No, no, hold on. I'm not not saying it was with malicious intent at all. Not at all. But. And, and, and to touch on your point, why I'm 50 50 on it, do I think it was a little bit dirty? Eh, yeah, the way he leaned into it, yes. But am I okay with it? Yes, because I don't think that it should be one of those situations. Oh, it's LeBron James. I can't touch him. Are you serious? Right. He gets paid in the NBA just like you right. do. You guys both right. have a job. Right. You're not going to be like, oh, this person's just a much better worker than me. So I'm just going to lay off and not, no, nah, that's competition. Do what you got to do. But I think he could have adjusted himself a little bit differently. Hold on. The-
0: okay, let's use this for an example, okay? You and Venus are in the kitchen, right? She's paying attention to you. You're, you're like you have a glass of water in your hand, okay? Mm-hmm. You sit the water on the counter, but not necessarily all the way on the counter. You sit on the counter, but now you notice that the glass is coming down a little bit, Okay. Your eye is on that glass. Now Venus's eye is on that glass. She goes to launch for the glass as well as you. You go for the glass, but your shoulder goes into her and she falls down and hits. something. Right. right. So so what I'm saying is is that you didn't have any tension with your left shoulder going into her. You was looking at the glass. So if y'all both are going for the glass, I don't Think that it'll, it'll be a dirty situation. That's all I'm saying.
1: Right. That's why I said there's no malicious intent. It's not like, ooh, I need to push him out of the way. It wasn't. It, it wasn't like, hey, that's his goal to hurt LeBron James. It, that's that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just getting at in the sense of the way that it just happened. He shouldn't should, should, have I think the bottom
0: have, line is he shouldn't have even like at that point in the game. There was no need to dive for the ball, especially in that situation.
2: All right. Next question. Y'all ready? Yeah. All right. So whose exit hit the Rockets, the hardest James Harden or Daryl Morey Mike, go first.
1: Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say James Harden. Okay. Um, I think that, I think you, you, it's ultimately, you can't have one without the other, but if I have to pick one or the other, it's, it's James Harden. Okay. The reason and the reason being is because even as the team, may have failed doing, you know, going for the, for the championship, being competitive, the city still had someone to fall behind right now. You have nobody. Right. <laughs> right.
0: Right.
1: So Daryl Morey moved on to Philadelphia. And the reason why I say that you can't have one without the other really, because they're kind of, it's either both stay or both go for me. Management completely declined after he left. Right. And I didn't say like either one of the moves of bringing Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook in, which were Maury moves. They yeah. were financially the worst moves that could have ever happened. Those, right. There's a reason why Chris Paul went to OKC. It was the only person he could have been traded to for the contract. Right. Right. right? So in that sense, that was not a great move. But Daryl Maury is doing uh, doing things with the 76ers, but then also he's not doing it with his 76ers. No. Ben Simmons was already there. Embiid was already there. Right. So he brings in what, It's Mike D'Antoni's over there coaching, right?
0: No, he's with the net.
1: Oh, he's yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. My bad. <laughs> so yeah, overall, as far as the players go, um, um, oh no, it's Doc Rivers, right?
0: Yeah, Doc Rivers the head coach. Yeah,
1: Doc Rivers is over there coaching them. So that was a, a move that was decent, but the players aren't his,
0: right? right? Besides so, the ones was, that were drafted this year, yeah. Right. Maxie it's, and those guys.
1: You're guys. still looking at Embiid and Simmons being the, the two biggest pieces of that whole circle. Oh, right? they
0: added they added self-curry. What, which yeah, that's Curry, Curry. They added Dwight Howard, who just came off a cha- championship, and Danny Green.
1: Yeah, but Danny, I, Danny Green, he gets a pass on. I'm not giving him credit for that because Danny Green, outside of being with the Spurs and then in the final series when he did well with the Raptors, he's hit or miss.
0: Hey, I will say this about Danny Green. Danny Green has shined. His playoff numbers are pretty well. That I mean, he has a good point. He said, "Is if you if you have me in the playoffs, you tend to win." Over these past few finals that he's been in, he actually, besides the the one shot he missed uh, that that everybody here in L A. Everybody in L A. almost killed him for in that game when he missed the, at the top of the the key. Um, besides that, that one play, he shoots the ball very well. I think he was a good pickup. Um, he wasn't, he, he did not even show up in the finals. He was gone. He was nowhere to be found. He, and that's what it he needed played. To be. All right. He didn't play like he did with the Raptors.
1: So. Davies Caldwell Pope did a lot better than he did. No, I'm he, not a KCP believer because I've watched him from the beginning of his career. over right. in Yeah. So to say, to see that when you've got multiple rings and, Somebody like this is doing a lot better than you. That says a lot to me. Then he goes over to Philadelphia and it went viral where he went 0 for 10 in one game. And his reaction was, Oh, well, I got two rings. You got two rings when you weren't, you're in the starting five, bro. Don't act like you were the superstar finals MVP, bro. Don't act like you showed up last year. So Danny green. Okay, cool. You're on the bench, but cool move guy. Seth Curry, Dwight Howard, those were decent moves. Doc Rivers were, was a good move, um, but overall, your core players were still not his. Yeah. So, even then, what's going to happen going forward? Is he going to spend money, move wrong people around, etc.? That's going to be the telltale. But as far as Houston goes, I think Houston's missing James Harden a lot more than they are Daryl Morey.
0: Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm kind <clears> of, <throat> I'm kind of on the same page as you as well. I do – I'm probably leaning more 50-50. I think that um, the moves that they're making now, it, they're – they're like, look, I mean, I love John Wall. He's one of my favorite point guards. I just don't feel like John Wall John, – I don't feel like this team is a John Wall team, and I don't think he's going to be in Houston. I don't think he's somebody they're going to build around. So you're, you're looking at a fire set. I feel bad for Paul Silas because – Paul Silas is put in an, an improbable situation right now. Like, he is, you know, everybody on the team, it's not his team. He, When he became the coach, he thought he was going to be coaching James Harden and Russell Westbrook. But right. now Westbrook is gone. Um, you are right. Daryl Morey, I think, though, was just reaching. I think he was also um, going for – he was trying to buy a championship, so to speak, right, trying to do what the Yankees did.
1: Yeah, you know, he's not playing,
0: Brenner. Yeah, he was trying to do that. I don't feel like it was a situation where w- they almost won it with Chris Paul. I think that if Chris Paul I, – I feel like in game seven, if James Harden didn't run of gas, which is what happened in that game seven against the Warriors back then, I think that that Houston Rocket team could have beat that Toronto Raptors team. You know? So, so I feel like – you know, if they get there, I think it was close. But I, I think after James Harden, after Russ Russell Westbrook decided to leave, which I don't think was a good fit for either one of them. I know they're friends, they grew up together and stuff like that. But I just don't feel like it. I think they should have tried the John Wall experiment last year. I think that it would have gone well, but he wasn't he wasn't healthy. Um, of course, they saw that They didn't need Demarcus Cousins, so whoever right now they're in shambles but i think that even having a great player like james harden this team is above a 500 team right now with the players they have christian wood play for detroit love christian wood i
1: love christian wood yeah. i wish
0: the pistons didn't get rid of him yeah that was a dumb move i don't think they should have got rid of christian wood but i feel like i feel like I now I'm looking at it, they're probably going to start trying to build around Christian Wood and and um I will say John Wall but I think man honestly I think I'm I'm like I'm probably doing the fire sale I'm getting rid of Oladipo I'm getting rid of John Wall I'll probably even say trade Christian Wood um in the, in the draft or something just to start getting a younger team build a team from scratch do what the Warriors did back when Mark Jackson was there and start building a team and developing young players and go, go from there. So I'm with you. I think, I think it's uh, more so of a James Harden situation.
1: I kinda I kinda look at John Wall on the Rockets as if it's like Gilbert Arena's on the Magic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. His
1: home, his home was in Washington, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But he
1: had that stop off between Golden State and there that was in Orlando.
0: He even went to Phoenix for a little bit. Most people forgot about that too. So
1: yeah, it's uh it's it's gonna be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. Um, but I mean, there there's a lot of teams like we're gonna talk about later on with those rebuilding modes that are yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm glad we're gonna talk about that on Wednesday because All right. yeah, I can at least uh <laughs> think about this for a couple of <laughs> days.
2: <laughs> hey, we had another injury uh this week. So LaMelo Ball was the front runner for being the rookie of the year for that race after his wrist injury is Anthony Edwards the clear front runner now. Dante.
0: Man, so first of all, man, um, Lamelo, who is actually my second favorite ball brother. I love, I love Jello, um, but um, man, boy, was he balling out of control. The the guy is ridiculous um, it, with his wrist injury. Like, I mean, he was a clear front runner first of all. Like the dude was gonna win rookie of the year it was not he now it puts it in jeopardy we don't know how long he's gonna be out i did see him fall i saw a little bit of how the wrist looked but i believe that now anthony edwards is ascending and i'm gonna tell you besides anthony edwards look out for another name and his name is tyler albert he plays for the sacramento kings look out for him I feel like it's going to be a two-man race now when it was clearly a number one, it was a one. I I, I feel like the season ended tomorrow, even with the wrist injury, LaMelo Ball still gets rookie of the year. But I feel like now that he's hurt, I don't think it's a clear cut. Anthony Edwards is going to win it. I think that he has the biggest name out right now, but look for Tyler to do his thing uh, with the Sacramento Kings. And on my
1: part of it, I'm actually going to, I got to admit something. Um, I'm not a fan of the ball brothers at all. Oh man. (laughs) I I, I think all three of them are not good, but LaMelo ball was proving me wrong. LaMelo ball was, he was hooping. And I'll give him the credit. He he. Hey, even it.
0: LeBron James said that that Lamelo Ball is gonna be a problem after Draymond Green said. So what are you what are you saying? Even your man LeBron said that Lamelo is gonna be a problem. If LeBron told me to jump off a bridge,
1: does that mean I'm gonna jump off a bridge.
0: You may. You-
1: no, do <laughs> hey, assume that. Don't assume that. No. Um, but no, like I I like to make my own analysis. I mean. What do we talk about? Let's bring a forex a forex phrase in here. Trust your analysis, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: okay, I probably would have hit stop loss on Lamelo Ball. <laughs> All right, cool, because I'd have been wrong, right? Right. But but he was hooping. He was he was playing well. I'm I'm interested to see now what the rest of his career is going to look like because Lonzo just fell right off the map. So Lonzo
0: unless- is ascending now, though. He is ascending. He's the hottest <laughs> trade trade Quietly. prospect right now.
1: Quietly. Quietly. So, yeah, like he he may be doing well over in New Orleans, but it wasn't looking good for a while in LA. But let's see what happens when LaMelo gets to return next year and see if they can add a couple pieces, see what he can really do with this team. I mean, I'm really interested. I can tell you I was a seller before. I'm buying into LaMelo ball. Yeah. So, I think like it's, I'm actually, I feel sad that he, you know, fractured his wrist and i we won't even see what happens for the rest of the year. But Anthony Edwards, Even on, like, what is it, the worst team in the NBA? Isn't Minnesota, like, the worst team in the NBA now? Yeah. Second worst? Something
0: like that? Well, the – Washington's, like, right down there. Yeah, no, the Wolves are still the worst.
1: The Wolves are still the worst. This – I mean, it was impressive against Phoenix. Between Anthony Edwards and Carl Carl Towns, they put up 83 points between each other. Yeah. So if that shows, like, okay, this is a season where they can get acclimated to each other, et cetera – Did he put up some good games? Absolutely. Was the team successful? No. But it's not. I mean, it's not like they're going to be as a rookie going to carry you. Yeah. You know, I still think Anthony Edwards is probably the clear-cut favorite.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But hey, keep in mind there have been some great rookies. I'll name a few: Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael (laughs) Jordan.
1: (laughs) I get get those. LeBron.
0: LeBron James. You know what I'm saying?
1: LeBron, Michael, did they all go to the playoffs that first year? Uh, Michael did. Michael may have. But Michael lost more times in the first round than LeBron
0: James. So he probably lost in the first round. Magic did, too. Magic won the championship his first. And I'm by by no means comparing Anthony Edwards to the great Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. I'm just making a point that there have been some rookies that –
1: Yeah, those are called phenoms. Those are called – Jason
0: Kidd is another one you know
1: <laughs> and he won co-rookie of the year because grant hill was part of that
0: yeah see grant hill you know no, I mean.
1: there's great rookies that are out there but it's not like in this day and age where you have you have a, a team of, of players before you could spot one or two good players if not three good players on every team and then the rest of the bench are like who is this right right now people know the
0: bench no that's true everybody right.
1: So yeah. it's, more of a, it's more of an open dynamic and open floor now for the teams. And so it's not like all that pressure to come in and say, take us to the playoffs, win us the championship is even there. Right. Right. Oh, no, that's true. You want to see some of these guys, like, let's say, LaMelo Ball, who was highly touted. He's in the news. He's highly talked about. Everybody's like eyes on you. They want to, they want to be able to criticize as much as possible, as soon as possible. Right. right? I'm trying to ride the train and see, prove me, prove me wrong. Right? right. And that's what right. he was doing. Right. So I'm I'm more interested, like I said, for the rest of this career. Let's see what happens. I think I mean, he could have a longer career than Zion. I'm not a big believer in Zion.
0: I'm a glass half full type of guy. So I think both of those guys are going to have great years right now. Michael France is hating on you. (laughs) (laughs) No, we can talk about
1: Zion on a different on a different episode. I think he's going to have a great career. Don't get me wrong, but
0: it's going to be short. Oh, that's that's gonna yeah. hey Wednesday. That's another topic. Oh my, oh my god, my man on fire today. <laughs>
2: Talking about glass half full. What about glass half empty? The Cowboys <laughs> is uh, Mr. Neil, the answer to the Cowboys' secondary woes.
0: Ooh, so piano Neil. This is crazy because you and I talked about this uh, probably like probably the last episode, maybe or one before that. So we said that the Cowboys needed a safety and they went and got Keanu Neal, who is is one of those safeties. He's not he's not like uh, Earl Thomas or he wasn't like uh, Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield is really good. But Cam O'Neill fits Dan Quinn's Quinn system of the big, huge uh, safeties and cornerbacks that he likes. I think this was the move that will help them solidify solid defense with saving a lot of money to get that really big started. We were talking about, like, you know, a couple of people moving over there. But at the same time, I feel like this was a, a, a good move. Even though you heard that Amanda Keller Woods is a Cowboys hater, <laughs>
2: but that's another story
0: at the same time. I feel like, like the Cowboys <laughs> with a Green Bay Packer hat, no, but what I'm saying is, is that they solidified. I hey, I'm look just like you, a LeBron James fan. I am a Dak Prescott fan. I'm you a spend Dak seven Prescott.
2: years at the Cowboys Stadium every season, which is you learn to be did. a hater, yes, yeah, of did. the Cowboys. She too.
0: spent she was at, we were at every single game. So I do have a little love for the Cowboys. I have a lot of heart. hate for
2: it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, th- do they help the secondary walls? I say absolutely. I think it solidified. It helps solidifies that, that uh, defense because I feel like they do have an up and con- Trayvon Diggs is going to be good. They did sign another cornerback. They're bringing them back. And I feel like with the nil addition, it's going to make this, I, it gives Dan Quinn something to work with.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm right with you. I'm not going to say it's the answer to the woes, but it's a great start. Right. Right. You got to start somewhere. Rome wasn't built in a day and neither will the Cowboys defense. So it's (laughs) like I'm, I'm over here when I see that, that he's that, that, that move to go bring him in and bring in a, a decent safety. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Atlanta's defense wasn't all that great, but he was a highlight within their defense. Right, so right. if that's if that's the case, and plus you know relationship with Dan Quinn, yeah, it's gonna be great. Like I think he's I think he's gonna just move over, and things are gonna be the same for him, and boom, here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm just in a different color uniform, so it's gonna be what they do after this that's gonna really make sense to say, hey, now I'm really saying they're gonna run away with the NFC uh, NFC East. Um, but hey, it's a great start. You know, they still have this massively talented offense that can do things. Right. So you get just two or three good players on that defense to make somewhat of a difference. Mm-hmm. But I heard this though. I was reading um, that the Cowboys may be planning to use him as an outside linebacker.
0: Ooh, um, man. I mean, they could. <clears throat> um, I don't, I don't think they should do that. They could do that. And they're going to do what they want to do. But I think, they would unless they have plans to get another safety
1: or it could be a high, like a hybrid linebacker
0: like well, a I mean, kind of like what they did with roy williams back in the day they used him as a free safety and a, and, and moved him down the strong safety a little bit yeah towards the end of his career i think that i honestly think that um that would be unless they get another cornerback i mean another safety that would be a mistake i think that they've had good linebackers or solid linebackers, but it's Dan Quinn's defense. You never know what he's going to do with that defense. And if he does move him to safety, I mean, move him, move him to outside linebacker. It does. It does. That front seven now is pretty ridiculous. If he moves a, a outside linebacker, I think it would be really good. And sometimes all you need is a good front seven to, so you can help out that secondary.
1: Well, me me personally, I'm a I'm a fan of the uh, the hybrid linebacker safety player like like a day on Buchanan. When Dan Buchanan yeah. was here, yeah,
0: I was like,
1: hey, like this is this is innovative enough to be a changer. Like, let's say the Wildcat was, yeah, right, yeah. On D- yeah. But the Wildcat on offense, once it was figured out, it was done, right? Yeah. It had a short lived life. It was done. The hybrid safety linebacker has is probably something that could be coming up where it's going to be consistent. And, yes, you add mobility now on the linebacker side, which is going to free up another possible edge rusher, if that's the case. You, know? yeah. you see the possible play where he can come around? Hey, why not?
0: Well, well it's, not it's, it's, it's no different than what they do in college. They call it the rover, right? The guy mm-hmm. that, that's actually the safety and the actual linebacker. So I think the the fact that the NFL is adapting that that's pretty cool. If uh if he does do that hybrid role, you're absolutely right. It does give them another pass rusher. Dan Quinn defense. Dan Quinn has won a Super Bowl. You guys with the Legion of Doom. Hopefully he does the same thing with the Cowboys. Um, just not to my Packers though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, bracket busters. Are you shocked by the upsets? in the NCAA tournament? Michael.
1: So, uh, of course, I'm going to call out the two. You've got (laughs) Abilene Christian. Oh, my God. (laughs) You've got Oral Roberts, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Abilene Christian takes out a three. Oral Roberts takes out a two. And that's on first round. So, I mean, there's not big, big upsets, but those two really stand out. The one I will say I was really, really looking forward to. Was the GCU Iowa game? Oh, but GCU man. just couldn't. They 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 fell behind from minute one. And let me tell you, Luca Garza is going to be a problem on the yep. right team in the NBA.
0: Yeah, on the right team. I was about to say he's a system player. So
1: yeah, yeah. But the man can shoot. The man can do everything, and he's seven feet tall. Like. Yes, he's, he's going to be added into these hybrid centers that can shoot now. So you got Joel Embiid that's out there, Carl Anthony Towns that's out there, right? Well,
0: Marcus All when he's playing, right? yeah,
1: Marcus All a couple of years ago, yeah. Right. So you know, these players that are coming up, even Demarcus Cousins when he was healthy, even yeah. with Sacramento, he was a, a shooter, yeah. Had another one, Luca Garza, but I do want to see where he goes in the end uh, of the draft now that he's going to be leaving Iowa, yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, it's it's been some interesting games. I mean, what we had Rutgers beat Clemson. I'm actually looking at it right now. Syracuse beat San Diego State. Um, Oregon State beat Tennessee. But those two I still have to call out is probably the, the standout games.
0: Well, my biggest one, those were two standout games. But my biggest one was Lawyer, Chicago over Illinois, who a lot of people chose to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. Let me first off, let me start off by saying first that There are this the first year they said this is the first year that there are no perfect brackets. The first year that there's no perfect brackets. Now, if someone would have had a perfect bracket with all this shit that happened, then I would have said, (laughs) "I was, I would have said, yo, you're coming with me everywhere you're going because you're dominance. You know how you something's because all of these, all of these were upsets. But you know what I'm." we kind of talked about this a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of episodes ago. This, I believe, saves the NCAA. You want to know why? Because this is why I was telling you with the G League when we were talking about will the G League suffer versus the NCAA f- versus college. I believe that, that with the G League pan players, now we're starting to see how this is unfolding. Look at what happened to Duke this year. Look at what happened to Kentucky this year. Look at what happened to North Carolina this year, right? Look at all the big names that's happening now. Because U A? I mean, U of is out from
1: sanction reasons.
0: U, yeah, they're out for. I didn't want to include them because they're out for sanction. But my 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 point is, is that now you're starting to see what effect that when the really good players start going to the G League, all these kids that have to take care of their families and say, "Hey, look." I'm going to go make, you know, $100,000 a year or $500,000 a year, whatever they're paying these guys. I'm going to make some endorsement money, right? You're going to start seeing it be the way it used to be. You're going to start seeing those teams because remember, Duke wasn't Duke before Coach K got there. Duke was a horrible, horrible... Now, North Carolina, they've been around a long time, right? Kentucky has always been good, right? So, Duke, you're about to start seeing a lot of these... NCAA team start flattening out. And I actually like it. Me being a college basketball fan, I actually love this move. And then there was another one that I loved that I'm going to talk about. The Syracuse win over West Virginia. That was huge because Jim Boeheim hasn't won in a long time. I think he went to the NIT last year. Or the way they didn't have the tournament last year, but the year before they went to the NIT. So it's good to see Syracuse Making noise. His son is a baller, same thing, system player. I think he'll fit in great with a, a Warriors team, maybe having LeBron pass to him in the corner and the, in the, with the Lakers. I'm not really promoting him. I'm just saying that he's a baller. But those, you had those two teams, they were shocking, but I'm going to go with, yeah, it was just crazy. If you had money on this bracket, I feel bad for you because you might have to go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: Um, touching on, 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 a, on the situation you're talking about where these teams are now flat, like flattening out, like it's evening out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think why I, I wanted to throw, I know you didn't want to throw U of A in there with the sanction reasons, but I right. want to throw them in there because of, a, because of political reasons. Okay. So they missed it because of sanctions, sanctions that they put against themselves based on rules that they've broken. So, right. The, the, the topic that I, I kind of pose with the situation is are they flatlining because of the G League or are we losing these teams because Duke, North Carolina and Memphis and a couple other teams were also included in the 29 teams that had uh, violations two years ago. Yeah. So that's why like I feel like, yes, we had COVID. I'm not going to disregard COVID or anything. But last year would have had a ton of teams that are normally in the top 60 through the whole season, 62, right. that would have missed it due to possible sanctions that needed to be placed on themselves because of what was going on. Right, um, They were paying players, like the situation with, with the Wildcats, ASU or U of A. Sean Miller was recorded offering 100K to DeAndre uh, DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All this stuff gets out. So when you have all these sanctions and all of a sudden it's just okay, we're now it's, it's all done. We can get back to the tournament, right? It's old news. No, it's still new to me because it makes me wonder is coach K is are all these guys that were going to be thrown into this whole fire? Were they good because they got the players they got because of what they could do, not because th- that they were good and they chose to go to that school. But I think this was going to be a huge exposure situation where, now it's okay to sweep it away. Although U of A was stupid. They had more violations this past year, which is why they're still in the news, but all the other teams cleaned up their act in less than a year.
0: Well, yeah, they, and they got a year. You got to think about it. COVID helped them get that exactly. year. Yeah. So I, I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's because of sanctions because people have been getting paid, even though they say they, you know, it's a hush, hush. All athletes have been getting paid for years. Don't, don't think, don't think that you know. It's just one of those things. Like it's just like every president, every president has done something crazy. Bill Clinton just happened to get something on some dresses, right? <laughs> so everybody, you're, you're you're until you get caught, right? Everyone tips their toe in the water, you know. So right. you know that's why they made a movie of it with Penny Hardaway and Shaq back in the days oh, called geez. Blue Tips." That's right. So you know everybody. Everybody gets paid, I think, in some way, shape, or form. You know, what if it's not them taking money, right? I think it's something happening, right? I mean, think about it Reggie Bush gave back his Heisman trophy because, you know, USC bought his parents a house, supposedly, right? So
1: I believe that that was due to the
0: Kardashian curse, though. Well, look, it's like this, right? Reggie, that might
1: have not been found out if he was never with Kim.
0: Hey, I will say this. Everybody say Kardashian curse, but Reggie Bush did win a Super Bowl dating Kim Kardashian. So I don't know what kind of curse it is. Maybe it's a Khloe Kardashian curse because everybody that she's with normally doesn't do well. But Tristan Thompson won a championship as well, and he's still in the league. So maybe the curse is over, right? (laughs) So so I will say that. All right.
2: We got the next question. Ready? Mm-hmm. We're, We're ready. trying to be suspenseful. Should the Pelicans trade Lonzo to the Clippers or the Warriors?
0: Ooh. Should they trade him to the Clippers or the Warriors? To the Warriors? Hell no. Nope, nope, nope. I don't feel like he would flow in that offense. Even though he's a passive individual, I feel like that's a system. Uh, I think certain point guards can fit into that. Dame Dame uh, Damian Lillard could fit in with Clay Thompson and and Steph Curry I don't feel like Lonzo Ball is a good enough shooter to uh, be with the the Warriors organization now the Clippers do need a point guard I think he fits in well there I think he looks to I think this is what happens he's shooting the ball at a 40 percent-plus clip right now from the three-point line. Actually one of the best three-point shooters since the All-Star break. He's also, his assists are up, his his rebounds are up, his defensive steals are up. He's actually putting his thing, I'm making the case for the L.A. Clippers because he fits in good with Paul George and, and, and Kawhi Leonard. Could you imagine those three guys, one at 6'7", one at 6'10", and the other at 6'6"? You having to play on the perimeter against those three guys who are good defensive players, I think he works out well and and with the Clippers. So if he's going to be traded, I'm looking at the Clippers. Um, also another team that that you didn't talk about in that situation, the Chicago Bulls. I think he fits in well with Zach Levine. He'll fit in well in that offense with Billy Donovan because Billy Donovan still runs a college prototype type um offense so i think he he does well if he goes to the clippers or the chicago bulls
1: well just me being honest i don't care where he goes <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really don't i really don't but does he fit in out of those three teams i agree with you he doesn't fit in well with the warriors at all I don't think he fits in well with the Chicago Bulls. They've already got Kobe White over there. What do they need another point guard for like that? And that's their future, right? Don't right. don't mess up that dynamic. Zach Levine needs another star on that team, whether it's a center, power forward, or small forward. Whatever it's going to do, he needs one of those stars right. to be on this team. He doesn't have that star studded, and Lonzo is not a star, Right. He may be having a decent year this year, but he's got a long way to go to rebound from the, the cliff that he fell off of already. So does he add a dynamic to the Clippers though, that they need? Yeah, they do. They could use him. I mean, what Patrick, what's going on with Patrick Beverly? I mean, he's still over there. He's, no, he's still there, but
0: the he's, not, he's not a pure point guard though.
1: Right. Right. So in that case, I mean, you, you, you then switch it up and let Lonzo be your pure point guard, your starter. Bringing Patrick Beverly off of the bench, bench.
0: yeah, mm-hmm. you
1: need that defensive stop, right? And yep. he he will get his distribution going on. Lonzo will get his distribution going on. Focus will go to Paul George, and will also go over to Kawhi Leonard, leaving somebody open at some point. Mm-hmm. It could be him. He's gonna have to step up. With that forty percent three point shooting, could come into play. But I'm not concerned with wherever he goes. Lakers are still gonna win either way.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, what's- Well what, what was the question? What yeah, it went out. I'll cut it. Yep, we're ready.
2: What's going on with Deshaun Watson?
0: Ooh. All right.
1: I, I was I was wanting to talk about this because it's a very <laughs> it's a very interesting situation. Interesting, yeah. I find it I, I want to talk about this because to me it shows athletic pedestals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This man went from one at one point. Now, this is over the span of time where he he knew what he did. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying he did it, but when you've got 13 different people, in 13 different situations talking about this, somebody is not telling the truth. It's either 13 people or one person. I right. don't know. But right. either way, the, the, the problem that I have with it is the fact that you put yourself in a spotlight this year in this offseason to be traded and you were supposed to be the man in Houston. Right. Mm. Let's get let's move to Sean Watson because we don't have anybody else. He's our star. Right. He doesn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. He's making this ruckus up. Right. He's causing this big dust to come up. And then all of a sudden this comes out.
0: Right. Right. right.
1: So for those that don't know, he's being accused of much multiple sexual assaults. 13 different situations with masseuses, etc. Two more came out today. So it's a very interesting situation because I'm sorry, but you can't sit there and write your own book when you have consequences to deal with what you've got going on here. Mm -hmm. If you've done it once, it's bad enough that you've done it once, twice, three, you're talking 13 times, like, to me, that's, like serial murder, you know what I mean? Or serial assault, whatever you want to call it. Like, you're, it's not just like once or twice. Oh, if it's once, sorry, I may not have meant it. I may have got the wrong signs, etc. 13 times, bro, you've got a problem.
0: So look, we live in a society where you're guilty and, and, and guilty until proven innocent instead of innocent until proven guilty, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the deal. I'm going to tell you what I think. I believe that Deshaun has made it a point that he wants to get out of Houston. I don't want to play for this team. Now, there this is the deal that most people don't know about sports teams, right? There are people from each sports team, personnel wise that follows you around. All that stuff, Deshaun. What I believe happens: Deshaun Watson got into an argument with one particular female, or maybe she she felt some type of way, right? And then what happens now is is that when women, because this is the deal, right? I've been, I've actually was a part of this a long time ago at the at my college that I attended, where we, me, we were part of, we were, I was part of seven more individuals that got accused of something. And I was nowhere to be found. I was actually with my girlfriend at the time. So my girlfriend at the time saved me. Right. And then another guy. So basically what happened was this girl said that something happened to her with all eight of us that we we had ended up doing something with her. And it was not true at all. What I want to say is this is it's not an R. Kelly situation. None of this stuff came out until Deshaun Watson decided he wanted to leave Houston and how adamant he was about Houston. There is a 99.9% chance or that 1% chance that somebody in the Houston organization could have said, Hey, make up this story, do this. Because now it's not one. Look, we've been in the me too movement for a very long time for the past two, three years. I believe that when Harvey Weinstein and Steen was coming out and all these different now you have the 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 actual the governor of New York, all of these stories when they're coming out. Now look, I'm not saying that all of these women are saying anything, but this is what I will say. I think that this will have come out a whole lot sooner if La- if if Deshaun Watson wasn't trying to leave Houston, because now all of a sudden it's 13 different women in Houston. Thirteen different women, and I will say this: his girlfriend did come to his his side and say say that he she's been with him for the past six months. So unless he's like unless he has a Batman phone or something like that, a few of these women they're just making shit up. But I will say, innocent until proven guilty. That's why I'm saying I'm not saying that they're they're wrong, but I'm just saying everybody need to let the facts. If I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong, but let the facts play out before we find this man guilty and he hasn't done anything
1: right I, and i and i agree i agree i think with uh where where we're talking about you know if the story would have came out sooner should it have really been true right. i don't think it would have came out at all i don't think it would have came out at all why because this is the guy that they have to protect right let's not forget what happened with james winston and the girl that accused him of rape
0: right well, indecency, okay. indecent. Huh? Indecent. It, it was an indecent proposal in the Uber ride. So well, he wasn't necessarily accused of rape. He was, he was accused of being indecent inside the Uber, like pulling out one of his parts or something like
1: that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, apparently, according to her story, the police came up to her door when she called and wanted to make the report. And once they knew who it was about, they said, you sure you want to do this? You, do you know where you live? Right? Like, come on now. Like, let's say that we don't know whether that's true or not. Right. But I've, I've seen those things happen. Yeah. I've been around those things when they've actually happened in that sense. So, does it go on? Absolutely. It right. absolutely goes on. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think that would have ever came out, being that he is the star of Houston now. They don't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. JJ Watt's gone. It's only Deshaun Watson. So do they want that even to come out? Nope. All of that would have been settled under the rug. They probably would have all been paid.
0: Now, I will say this. Um, me going to Clemson one time and actually um, being there, my wife and I love the campus, and seeing Deshaun Watson that day, Deshaun Watson looked like he respects all women, He like he was a respectful person. So I'm just curious to see what will happen. Like I said, I don't know what happened. Nobody knows what really happened except God right. and those and those thirteen women. But it's like it's like a, a train, right? Everybody's like, let's hop on the money train because ultimately somebody wants to get some money, you know. Yeah. Or if you're in the R. Kelly situation, he stopped paying these individuals, you know. You know, and if you're getting paid to bribe somebody, you should be in jail too. That's my whole point. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just interested to see if I think it'll be a situation kind of like with Antonio Brown, you know, when he, he wanted to leave Pittsburgh, same type of stuff came out about him and stuff like that. And he supposedly called a girl and threatened her or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I'm anxious to see uh, if that really happened, you know, but you never know. We weren't there. So question
1: for you on that though,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you're a GM. Mm -hmm. Right. You got to think of the betterment for the team. You got to think of betterment for publicity reasons, this, that, and the other. Yep. Just your honest feeling, whether you not, not that you would take him or not because hands down, I would take him on my team and deal with the consequences. But the question is how much of that image of that team that he goes to, should this not even be true, but just that it even came out with 13 different women.
0: Well, how much does that hurt? Well, this is the deal, right? It's a catch-22 because you got a new GM in in Houston, right? If he decides that he's just going to shut up and stay there, I guarantee you the story goes away, right? Now, if he decides to go somewhere else, this is Deshaun Watson. If he is not guilty, yes, I'm a GM. I'm taking the opportunity on him, 110%. I'm not – I'm an innocent me having a family full of lawyers and and a grandfather that was a judge and my dad's a lawyer and stuff like that. I'm, I'm innocent until proven guilty. My uncle's one of my uncles is a defense attorney. So I will say innocent until proven guilty. If he is guilty, he deserves everything that's coming to him if he is guilty. But I don't, I don't go by here. Say if I'm a GM, I bring him in because now if you're a small market team, if you're a small market team, you're not going to be able to handle that. But if he goes to somewhere like the Chicago Bears, if he goes somewhere like that, that can handle all of that, because people in Chicago, all they care about is winning, right? Now, if he goes to a team that's not doing well and stuff like that, and and then let's just say if he was to end up going to Washington or something like that, right, I think it will be a problem because now you're you're in the capital. It'll be a little bit of a problem. They have to have you look into it. But I feel like if I'm a GM, yes, I'm taking the chance on him until he's proven guilty. What about you?
1: So you're, well, I'm, I'm on the innocent until proven guilty as well. But I just can't, I, I have to, because I'm 50 50, I wasn't there, right? Right. I have to look at also like just the the, the situation of how many it was, right?
0: Yeah. But this is why I also
1: let me, let me finish though, because I was also on a point with the R Kelly situation that with the R Kelly situation, I was not a fan of the lifetime series.
0: Right. Right. Okay.
1: I wasn't a fan of that. Right. I think that that was one of those ploys. If you, if he did wrong, then you're just as bad by, like you said, by taking the bribe and giving the bribe, right. You're, Sorry, you don't have, you took money for it. You don't have a case anymore. No, no. Right? I'm sorry. You just ruined your credibility, right? Right. You can't sit there and use that in your back pocket, right? I was with that 100% where I did have a problem. I have a problem with what he did, but I also have a problem with what they did. Right. Same thing. I have, I would have a problem. Should should it, should it not be true? I have a problem with them doing what they did, but I also have a problem with, like I said, the way that he came out like he's you know king tut bro and you've got these things that are about you're going to tell me that you didn't know this was going to happen well you're going to be ready for something like come on now like you're well, in that I I, but
0: that's just the deal though i don't believe that he thinks it's true and i don't i think that he that's what i'm saying when you're not worried about anything like somebody could this is why i also want to say we are now controlled by media right Everybody is controlled by media so social media, everything. If it's on social media, media, it has to be true. My wife and I have a good friend that works for TMZ right now, who said that 60% of the stuff that they put out is hearsay. Uh, Another friend star says they just make up. Sometimes they just make up stories. So I would just say, look, it's a one it is a reporter trying to make a name for themselves that put the story out first Two, right. Somebody's getting paid or we don't know what's going on, but I would just say, let the dust settle, see what happens because that's, what's going to happen here. In the, there's been cases Ezekiel Elliott, ex-girlfriend said that he did all this stuff to her, but they had text messages showing her saying, Hey, I'm going to get this dude in trouble right, right. now. He put himself in the situation, but all athletes do. That's the problem with athletes, right? You don't know who you can trust. You don't know what, what girl you can trust. We don't know if it was a girl that he was dating who got mad when he, he got with the woman he's with now who just decided to do something. So that's all I'm saying is, yeah, it can be 13 girls, but I got I got at least 10 people that hate me right now if something came out that <laughs> that not women, but I'm just talking about <laughs> rumors can get started easily you get what i'm saying like rumors can get started i'm just saying let's let the dust settle and then see what happens
1: i will say this though i think with it's, it's funny you bring up those two teams like if he went here then if you he went here and you use washington and chicago mm-hmm. it's funny because if the texans do move him i think he goes to chicago
0: yeah i think so too
1: because Washington – well, it, I don't think Washington would be a problem anymore because they not only picked up Fitzpatrick, but they actually picked up Trubits- Trubisky too. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. So, they, there's still a hole over there in Chicago.
0: I mean, they got Andy Dalton, so. and
1: yeah. <laughs> refer to the last episode.
0: <laughs>
1: but, yeah, I mean, I, Deshaun Watson would be a, a, gra- a huge upgrade over in Chicago. But I think – ownership the management i think they need to suck it up and they just need to move him like this is one of those things like it's it's now to me about pride move him out right yeah let him go it's not going to do you any good to have this person upset and not wanting to play for you
0: especially with the story i mean if if i'm houston right if it's not if it's if it's if it's a true thing I'm definitely moving him. Yeah, moving him. I'm getting I'm getting I'm I'm gonna be like, let I'm gonna let somebody else deal with. I'm a new GM. I just came over, I'm a new head coach. My first time becoming a head coach in the NFL. No, man, cool. Let's let, let's 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 let somebody else handle this situation and we're not gonna worry about it.
1: Right. I'm with you hundred percent. It's just unfortunate that he couldn't go to somewhere like Indianapolis who needed one they needed a quarterback. They're they good. I'm I mean, ready to play his own team twice.
0: No, but they're, they're good though. They have a really good quarterback now. Yeah, They're
2: good. Now. <laughs> all right. We wrapped up all the questions. So final takes from the both of you.
0: Okay. So real quick, I'll go first. Um, My final take is everybody in Atlanta. Um, You know, I want to send out some, some prayers and some shout outs to everybody in Atlanta because of some bad stuff that's going on there, um, especially with the, the shootings and the killings and the uh, uh, Atlanta is a place that's near and dear to uh, Amanda and my heart. We we lived there for five years. Um, it's, it's actually a city that I wouldn't move back to. I love it. Um, but just to hear how crazy it is down there, um, I think that we all need to come together. And this year, uh, you know, just like this last year, we need to vote. Um, make sure that uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms um, is, I think she did a magnificent job at mayor uh, being the mayor um, right now in Atlanta. And I think she's doing uh, a magnificent job. I, I say, let her keep going and doing her thing, but I just wanted, my final take is man. I just want to send out uh, prayers to uh, everybody that was involved in that shooting and not just that the ones that don't make the news as well. You know, there's some, some, I, I know a friend of, uh, through a friend who got killed in the shooting there. So I just want to send my thoughts and prayers to everybody there in Atlanta.
1: And I'll echo those words. I'll keep a different topic just so I don't keep anything repetitive. But I am with you 100%. Prayers go out to everybody in Atlanta. That was an unfortunate situation. My final take is literally going to be on the NFL um speaking about like how excited i am now like i you can ask anybody around me i'm not an arizona team believer whatsoever and even then to your point about the phoenix suns that you talked about earlier i'm still not a phoenix suns believer good in the first good in the regular season They're like peyton manning good in the regular season can't make the playoffs right and it's been like that when they've had good teams they can't make the finals either they haven't made the finals since 92 and so in that sense, like, I want to see some difference going on here, some changes going on here. And I'm seeing that starting with the Cardinals, actually starting with the Suns with getting Oubre out, bringing in Chris Paul. I don't think that it was bad, even though it may be a contract that has to be quite, you know, has to be absorbed quite a bit, but are there changes being made? Yes, finally. So I think as far as the Cardinals go, I think as far as the Suns go, Um, and it's going to be interesting to see, we haven't even got into the baseball season at all yet, but it'll be interesting once we kind of get into spring training, now that it's started and everything, I can't wait to see what happens with the diamondbacks. Like I'm interested to see where these three teams end up in the next two to three years.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that, um, that you have to be a, a, uh, Arizona fan believer, believer since you do live there. (laughs)
1: Yeah, like I said, my heart it, it resides in Detroit with my Tigers, my Lions, and my Red Wings, but I'm not in my Pistons, but I'm I'm not seeing where they're going. So we'll talk about that on the rebuilding side. Yeah. But as far as teams just alluding to it, as far as rebuilding goes, is Arizona in the right direction? I it, it, They're turning me into a believer.
0: I can agree with that. All right, you guys, this was episode number four of – uh, I believe it was episode number four, right? Can't keep up. I can't keep up. Number four. We'll find out later. Uh, take uh, after the take, but I do. I, before we leave, I want to show my man something that's that's awesome. You're gonna love this. You ready for this? Are you ready for this? Let's go. We are now on Apple. Hey, hey, so go ahead, like and subscribe. It's called take after the take. Hold on. Let me let me blow this picture up so you guys can see me and my and my guy. Take after the take. Boom. Right there. There we have it. Let's so, go. What's so- <laughs> up? nice. <laughs> Yeah, so that was your surprise. We were gonna wait to the end of the episode to show you. So you can also listen to us on Pandora, Google Play, as well as are we on Spotify yet?
2: It's all coming in slowly. It's
0: all coming in, but we are definitely on Google Play, Spotify and now, Apple, Apple uh, Podcast. So you
2: guys,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Too. <laughs> so you guys, this is Duante Keller Woods for my man Michael Friends. And this is take after the take.